Hey everybody, Jay Shlansky here from the Fifth Trooper Network. I just want to take a moment to thank you for checking out this show. Did you know that over at thefifthtrooper.com we have tons of other content, including blogs, other podcasts, all kinds of stuff. In addition, if you want access to exclusive content, you can join us on patreon.com slash thefifthtrooper and join at any level and you'll get access to uh, exclusive blog articles, access to our private Discord, and much more. So please, Check us out, and thank you so much for all your support. Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello, and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. My name's Mike. I am here with Mike and Tim. How you guys doing today? Doing. It's Christmas Eve. It is Christmas Eve. It is, yeah. just for our viewers at home, it is 8 p.m. Uh, on the East Coast, <laughs> Christmas Eve, and uh, the Notorious Scoundrels are here, and we're, we're recording live, so uh, yeah. And I'm hopping on a plane in nine hours or so. Where are you? Are you hopping on a plane in nine hours for Christmas festivities or? No, our family is split up across the country for this year. We did our Christmas yesterday. And now me and my father are going out to Newfoundland to play music and have some beverages. Okay. All right. Uh, Having beverages is always a good, good pastime. (laughs) I just had some beverages to escape my family. So we're in a similar boat. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Um, so today we are going to be talking about a couple things. Uh, first, I think we were going to maybe talk about the other thing first, but I think I want to talk about the world's format first. Um, since I don't, I don't know if it has been talked about on Scoundrels to date yet, because I have been away for for about a month. Um, but we'll be getting a live look on our feelings on the world's format um and then we're gonna kind of do like a year in review aspirational goal thing if we have uh if the if the world's format thing doesn't take an hour which maybe it will uh, <laughs> we'll see we'll see um so i guess let's just let's just kick right into it um i think i was somewhere in the californian wilderness uh when i got direct messages from at least half a dozen people saying that the world's format had been uh, released and in set in the wild. Um, one of you want to want to take us through what that is? Yeah, so basically, um, it's an X and O format. Um, it's going to be a three day event similar to last year, mm-hmm. um, but dissimilar to last year. Um, only undefeated, aka top 32 players from day one will advance to day two. And only the top four from day two will advance to day three. Uh, which means realistically, if you would like to win worlds or advance the days, you need to go undefeated. Because they're planning for 256 players. And to get through as 256 to day two, you have to go 4-0. To get right, to top so- 32. So it should be noted that we're playing four game days. Yes. In addition to like it's not the three game X and O day 
Um, so for, I guess for day one, at least. Yeah, for a little bit of background. And correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, because that weekend was kind of hazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Last Worlds was three rounds day one. Well, first there was the LCQ, which I think, mm-hmm. you know, took. Which we still have this year. Which is still there this year. Um, there was some um, uh, cut from the LCQ into the tournament. I don't know how many people ended up making it. I do think X and ones from the LCQ ended up making it last year, but I could be yeah. wrong about that. It, I mean, they they filled out the bracket with the LCQ. So right. it was yeah. the top 20. Was, I think it ended up being like top 20? 17. Yeah. Made yeah. it from LCQ to, to Worlds. It was it was significant, I guess is mm-hmm. really what I'm trying to yeah. say. Um, and then day one of actual Worlds was three rounds there was a cut at the end of the day and it cut to everyone that was X and one. So if you lost two game, two games, you were out of the tournament on day one. You also were out of the tournament day one. If you drew, which is going to be the same thing this year, which is, which is notable because draws, I I guess technically the rules are still the same, but the, I think likelihood of a draw is significantly higher um, at least as the rules stand presently. Um, I, I'm maybe this is me being optimistic or negative. I don't know which, but I sort of suspect we may get clarification on additional draw rulings before Adepticon. We kind of already have. Okay. Um, you will need to be three wins, zero losses to be considered for round four. Like you, if you draw, it's the equivalent of both players losing, which is the same as last year. Okay. So do not draw if you want to keep playing day one. Noted. Good. Good to know everyone playing 800 point lists. Um, <laughs> so I think, uh, I guess to continue that, day two, also you have to go X and O, and we're cutting to top four for day three which i think is like a little bit of a weird departure i don't know why we're not cutting to top eight uh at it's the end of day two similar to pax um adepticon has a pretty tight sunday schedule compared to the other days okay. and getting the third round in last year was actually pretty difficult time-wise okay. to get everything cleaned up so they're doing top four again to make the days a little bit more clear cut and then just to make sure that everybody can get out on time Gotcha. Well, we did top four on Sunday last year, right? Is that was, what I don't again? Because the, the top eight, the top eight game was the fourth round shadow round on the Saturday night. Was it? No. Yeah. So okay. that, like, because that's that's where I lost was the top eight game, which was okay. the last game of Saturday, and okay. then the top four. So they only played two games. It was it was the two semifinals and then the final on Sunday. It's they, not the same as Sunday. The shadow round was a cut though, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, we had cut to top eight okay. after the three rounds on Saturday. I was. And I just like. I definitely. It's like I don't remember playing a game after I lost. <laughs> I think we cut. <laughs> I don't know. Like yes, I, you it, know, there, I barely missed yeah. top eight. Um. Okay. Yeah. So that was last year. Uh. And and kind of what they're gonna do this year. So. Look, I guess. Uh, there's also a bunch of side events that I'm like not totally aware of. Do you guys have any more information on those? Yeah, so there's a Swiss event, um, same day as LCQ. 
okay. for players that are not in the LCQ. Um, it's just, it, it doesn't have a ticket on the line. I, I believe it's a 32 person event. It's just essentially a play Legion tournament for a day. Okay. There are two specific doubles events. Um, and I believe there's one other event as well, uh, but there's essentially four, there's a side Legion event for every day that the actual world's tournament is going on. Okay. Yeah. So there's and, a bunch of, yeah, which, right. yeah. Um, you do need to purchase a ticket for for each side event, including the two doubles yeah. events. They are separate doubles events. Yeah. Okay. The one other side event that is additional this year for sure, though, is that they are running a not LCQ, but a Legion tournament congruently with the LCQ on Thursday. So for people who want to be there a day early, get a, I think it's three rounds tournament in, yeah. sort of warm up. There's an official way to do that this year, which I think is a, which is better than last year. Where, I mean, we were able to play just on the tables, which was great, and people did that. But there was sort of this weird thing, like people who want to be playing tournaments, there was no other tournament other than LCQ to play in. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, that's the Swiss event I was talking about. There, it is a it's a completely okay. separate event from LCQ, but still a Legion yeah. tournament on the day of. Yeah. So I guess my. Uh... My initial take here is that this format is just strictly worse than what we had last year. Agreed. Um, Agreed. I I really am a fan of the X and one kind of formats for cut situations, um, just because we do play a game without sideboards and without um, mulligans and without uh, you know things like that. Like sometimes you do run into a hard counter and. Uh, I think it's reasonable to be able to drop a game and make top eight. That's not what's going to be happening in here. It sounds to me like you've got to be six and oh to make top eight and seven and oh to make day three, basically the top four. Uh, essentially, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and even for me, importantly, you got to be four and oh to make day two. Yes. Yes. Which yes. is like the, the end goal of getting X and O. Uh, for top eight or whatever, honestly doesn't hurt me mentally as much as the you got to win four games to even play in the second day. Yeah, and I think this is kind of what it comes down to for me too. I, I mean, like, I'm still probably going to go. <laughs> um, but I'm not a huge fan of signing up for, like, like, as someone who is my goal going to Worlds is to win the tournament, right? And that's not going to be the same for everybody, but I do think that like for the three of us on this podcast, I think we all can probably say that that's like, we're going because we would like to win the tournament. Right. Yes. Um, and the idea that you, so if we're going with that in mind, that means you have to book a flight in a hotel for at least three days. Um, and there is a chance that you're only going to play one of the three days that you are basically bookending your trip with. There, there's a chance yes. you play one game, really. If you, yes, you, yes, if you lose, if you lose game you one, lose, you're yeah. it's over. Yeah. Yes. The the and on top of the, all of us sort of are in the running and also like would like to win the tournament. I think all of us are also, sort of on ourselves, expect to make day two. Yeah, and all of us at a in a X and one event are pretty comfortable making it day two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but a four and zero, like we're all 
that's a big challenge, um, even for the best players to go four and zero on day one. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's it's notable that like this is not going four and zero at a local. This is not going four and zero at like Nova or LVO. In my opinion, this is very different. This is going four and zero against basically the best players in the world there will there will be people here from you know places in europe and australia and you know asia pacific and and all these other places around the world that you know i can't even i mean like we're pretty close geographically (laughs) to chicago uh in comparison to some of those places so like good on you guys if you're uh flying out um and and doing that for the potential of like just dropping a single game and it, it being done and over. Um, but I do think, uh, uh, you know, the format last year, I would even consider the format last year wasn't ideal, but it was definitely I, felt. I mean, Luke dropped one of his games day one, right? I dropped one of my games. Uh, I, he did I, not. I, uh, I think oh, I think Luke went XL. Okay. Luke, I, Luke I actually went XL. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. I, Luke I, just I, I got could... super lucky and avoided all of the dark troopers in the middle of their meta. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Um, sorry. I, I call I, him I... Luck Cook for nothing. But the, <laughs> so maybe not him. But there were there were definitely good players. Like I mean, all all of us dropped a game day one. Yes. Our, yeah. Um, and like all of our like anyway, good players drop games day one. Um, and it happens, and for that to be the end of your tournament run would feel not great. Whereas at least with the old format, um, you at least had two competitive games, and all which would still suck to lose two in a row. But everyone got two games where they were still mentally in the running. Yeah, you're kind of mentally checked out if you lose game one at this in this stage. Yeah, my uh, my big point that I made when we talked about it on um on my podcast is that. For the people that travel from out of the country, um, you're spending potentially three thousand American dollars to play against your buddy from the local store. We had four German mirror matches in the first two rounds, or sorry, first round last year at Worlds. Oh wow! So yeah. if you have four German mirror matches, you just paid three grand to go play your buddy that you could play at the local shop or at the club, and one of you is not advancing, and you have no chance to come back from that. Yeah. And, and I mean that sucks. It, like it that's does suck. that's terrible. It's not it's not great. I mean, like even I mean, there's gonna be a lot of team kills on day one. Like no matter what. Like I just we all know each other, like it is it's not gonna feel good. Um and I just like I think last year I was able to like really feel some camaraderie with a lot of people and it felt really awesome and really good. And I feel like part of that was like, you know, there was some tension, but there was also some, like, you kind of felt like, you know, if you, if you like lost a two, like at least, I mean, you're in the top 32, top 16, like you're making, making your way. Um, but it feels like there's just going to be a lot less people there on day two this year. Uh, I mean, 224 people are eliminated after day one yeah. out of 256. Which, so I guess, I mean, and, one, and I'll, one, I'll throw, one, go ahead, Tim. 128 are eliminated after one game. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw it out there. Um, 
one of the things that I publicly said is it is worlds. You know, if you want to win, you have to win it all. So be the best, which is cool. We'll adapt to it. We'll play to it. Um, but I'm disappointed that somebody, and I don't know who it is, has made the decision that we're going to prioritize playing multiple events on the same day versus giving the players that have qualified and still need to purchase tickets to get into this event and purchase travel to get to this event that you're awarded tickets to, to play their games. Like if, if we're, if we're planning for a hundred, for 128 tables, plan for those tables to be used for the people that are here for the competitive event. We have enough conventions throughout the year that if you want to go play doubles, if you want to go play a casual, non-competitive, I shouldn't say non-competitive, non-state. No, 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 no. You can say non-competitive. I want to be like. Yeah, I I, I don't think non-competitive is the word because I'm sure there's going to be really good players playing in the Swiss event, but there's no stakes. If you're going to play an event that has no stakes, if you're going to play doubles, go play at another convention. Like this is Worlds. Prioritize the tables for the players that have qualified to get here. And I'm not blaming the TO because I'm uh, Griffin is the TO. I'll just be blunt. John Griffin does a great job last. He did a great job last year. I'm sure he'll do a great job this year at making the tournament run. I know it is not his fault for how, you know, the event has been planned out, how the tables have been laid out, but whoever has made a decision, prioritize the, the world's level championship. This is why we're here. The, the players are not flying from Germany to play in an event because they want to have fun with their friends. They're flying from Germany to Chicago because they want to win the world championship. Yeah. That's the focus. I also, Make that the focus. I also think like in a lot of to make like a sport magic, whatever other like kind of like competitive analogies and stuff for like worlds. Like in a lot of these like high tier, high profile events, people are not like going X and O throughout the tournament. Like that's not like a requirement, you know, like, like if you're, if you're playing in the world cup, right. Like you go through like a round Robin stage. Right. And like, you know, do a couple teams go X and O in the round Robin stage, but sure. Yeah. They get the cupcake groups. Yeah. Most of them are like going like, three and i don't know it's it, they're two generally groups of four right it's like uh, two and one yeah, or two one and, and two or you know I, but like that's like a pretty accepted format for events like this um and and like that's like the the round robin format and those is kind of like day one right like that's that's like what those things are um you know if you look at like the magic world championships and stuff like the some i've I've seen those tournaments where the winner of the tournament like during the like swiss stage went like seven and four so you know? did you did you watch the magic championships this year i didn't i haven't wa- i haven't okay, watched so it a, I, a ton lately I, I followed it pretty religious pretty religiously this year yeah. um the the six through eight seedings were legitimately x and two players and it all mattered on tiebreakers like the majority of the X and two players had a chance to advance. And this yep. was day three yep. and they're playing best of three formats, not best of one. Yeah. Like I, I do not understand why in a game that is dice dependent, you have no chance to come back from a cold dice game. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's fundamental, which is what it comes down to. It, if it, you, there, there's you can a be the better player, chance. you can yeah. outplay your opponent and your dice can be cold for a game. And sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. 
Yep. And or your or you, your opponent has really hot dice and you just have average dice and your tournament's over and you just drop three grand on it and your hotel's not refunding it. I don't know. That's like that's bullshit to me. Hey, we said no <laughs> swearing today. Yeah, I'm not going past <laughs> there. That's that's a 12 year old curse word. Sarah. OK, all right. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, but I think I think you're right. We will play through it, you know. This is not foreign to us, but I do think, um, I'd like to see the start changing. Sometime, it's clearly not going to be this year, but hopefully but, next year. Yeah, I, I mean, you also say we'll play through it. Some people won't. Um, like yeah, for myself. Uh, sorry. When I when I say play through it, I mean I mean most of us are still going to go most of us are still going to try this is not this is not a this is not a oh man the format sucks so we're not going to play legion this is a the format sucks we're going to we're still going to put our dudes on the table we're still going to roll the dice and you know push through but i mean for me like i'm a student this is right in the middle of the term this is like every year the cost what cost benefit analysis has to be made and this is one thing that goes a little bit against, right? Um, and whether I go to Worlds is actually kind of on a knife federation now, just because of time and stuff. So this is sort of one thing that uh, I'd be pushing me not to go, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I definitely think, like, I would feel less bad about this, I think. I think. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say like if if like the doubles tournament was just like a like a yeah, I don't know uh what do we call them? There's a word for it that's escaping me right now. Uh it's like a comeback tournament. They like a redemption, redemption, oh, redemption bracket. Yeah. And I was like, nah, that wouldn't make me feel better about it. I, I mean, I do think that that would be better than having a two headed or doubles tournament. I don't know what we're doing there. Doubles isn't a real format. I don't. That's, that's... It, it like basically double elimination setup where the people who are X and O advance to one tournament and the people who are like X and one advance to a different one is a legitimate way you can set these kind of things up. Yeah. Um, but it's not. I mean, I just did it for Invader. We yeah. had a full on secondary bracket where even if you did not make the top cut you play for your own prize. Is it yep. the world championship? Not at all. Are you Invader League champion? Not at all. Do you have a chance to compete for it? Hey, you don't. Some of but us are, but yeah. some some of us are. Uh, it, it's exactly one of you. Um, but like, if you if you make it to the second bracket, like you still have something to play for, and you have a title that you can play for, and you have a small prize that you can play for. It, it gives you an incentive. And I think even if the doubles bracket were the same bracket across two days, like. Even at that point, like you, you have something to play for. Yeah, you know, if you've got a four round tournament, like four and zero in doubles is pretty tough to do. So it wouldn't feel terrible to say like, "Hey, I won the doubles tournament," but it's two different tournaments. Like, why am I going to play two two round tournaments? And as a competitive I, player, yes, and, and that's I, what Adepticon attracts. I think it. Yeah. So part of me, I think, kind of like to talk about that a little bit. I'm feeling like they're just trying to get more people to go to Adepticon by doing it this way. I, and the reason I say that is uh, 
Look, I don't know everybody that's playing in Worlds, but I feel like I got a pretty good pulse on the Worlds, the world-going community in general. I think I can say with a high degree of confidence that at least half of them have no interest in playing doubles at all whatsoever, pretty much ever. I think that's correct. Um, and I don't say that to be mean or or anything like that, but like, I don't know why we're devoting like 75 to 80% of the tables to doubles to, to two of the three main days of the tournament. Um, You'd have to talk to AMG about that. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, I feel if like I'm getting a little too you. negative here. So why don't you so, somebody rescue me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's falling to you, Tim. Go ahead. Uh, the extra tournament on the Thursday is a good idea. I, I agree. I agree. It, um, yeah, if you want to inject some positivity, I think that's a great idea. One of the one of the few negative things about Worlds last year is that there were some players that played in the LCQ, despite that we were asked not to play if you had a ticket that had a ticket. Yeah. And this year we have an event to play for. If you want to show up early, if you want to play Legion, you can play an event that does not affect the players actively trying to qualify. Like that's great. Yeah. I think that is a fantastic idea. I'm pretty sure it's capped at like 32 for the side event, which is a good decision. Um, but like if you just have a 32 person three round tournament that does not affect qualifying, it lets everybody that doesn't have an invite give their final shot. That's a phenomenal idea. And like, I, why I don't we just can like why don't we just continue that into the other days? Yeah. Like we we already have a precedent. I, I don't know. I think that's a great decision that just unfortunately got stopped after day one. Yep. Yep. Uh, the other thing that I'm concerned about, which is not, I guess this is still kind of negative, but it's going to affect the meta. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you will see way more skew lists coming to worlds than you would have otherwise if you have to go X and O. Because if you have to go X and O, you need to make your opponent play your game and there is no better list in Legion than making your opponent play your game than a skew list. And if this is triple Wookiee, that's a thing. If it's, six, or I'm sorry, like six Wookiee, that's a thing. If you're talking like full suppressive line BX force, that's a thing. But you're going to see a very different meta versus someone who's going to play an all-rounder knowing that I can lose a game and still advance. But if I need to win every single game, I have to make it my advantage every single time. Yeah, I um, it definitely, I mean, I think it changes, I don't think it's like that big a deal and I'm not sure it even should be, I, I agree with you that like it does affect the meta for sure. I We talk I, maybe not enough about the difference in the lists that you bring when you can go X and one and when you have to go X and O. I think for most people like that shouldn't change, but I think if you're like well in tune enough with like multiple lists and archetypes and stuff, you can, it really shifts what you're doing and what you're thinking about. Like, you know, do you want me to give an example so that it's not abstract? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Go for it. So um, you're a guard player. I consider act. I, I think I'm a guard player at this point as well. You could <laughs> make a valid, you could make a valid argument that a, uh, a Gar Jedi gunline is the meta list at this point. Whether that's Yoda, whether that's Anakin, who cares? Sure. But let's say let's say Gar gunline with a Jedi. You know you're going to play mirrors. 
a lot of those mirrors are dice dependent. Yep. And if you have two players of equal skill playing against each other, who's ever echo throws the double crit first, or who's ever squad blanks four out of five first is going to lose that game. And when you can't afford to come back from that, it makes it tougher. So I think there's going to be a large number of players, myself included, who are looking at, instead of playing the mirror three times day one, how do I come up with something that is strong against the mirror, but not necessarily weak to everything else? Like I'm looking at Han and Op Luke. Yep. Because I think Jedi Luke counters Yoda decently well. You know, he's still a good list that can handle most things. He's these disadvantages against some other stuff that guard gun lines aren't. But it gives you a chance that you can play against the meta without having to rely on a mirror dice off every time. And if you look at you mentioned earlier, we don't have sideboards. We talked about the like the magic event that you can go X and two. You can alter your deck after every round. You can't do that here. Once you submit your list, you're done. Um, and I and that's why I think that you're going to see a different meta come up because um, uh, I, I keep parking back to my podcast. But last last episode we had um Richard Lavery and uh Chris Lewis come on who played the Ewok and the Wookiee Battle Forces. I think those are two exceptional lists for Worlds because they force you to play their game, and I yep. think you'll see way more of that because you don't want to rely on uh who wins the red dice off for a Yoda mirror or who wins the red dice off for a Gar mirror with Anakin. You're often also putting people in situations they may never have been in before with those lists, right? Like yep. like 14 activation Ewoks is not a some, something you play against every day. So when it comes time to actually play against it and you're in like the heat of the moment of worlds, like that's not the time to be doing your learning, right? Have you ever seen a 14 act Ewok on Hemmed In? It's terrifying if you haven't and you don't know how to deal with it until it happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking from experience. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, it's going to make things like that happen, which, you know, might be healthy. If, but it's going to make it a lot harder to justify spending all the cash to go. There's definitely a fine line that we have to walk, right? Sorry, Tim. I think I cut you off a little bit there. Oh, I was just saying, yeah. I oh, agree. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I definitely think like the format is making me consider, you know, my, you know, I've been playing Yoda Star, as many people are aware lately. Um, it, it's it's, I I would maybe even say it's still the best list. It is definitely maybe the most flexible list, but it's definitely got matchups that you just don't want to play at all. Um, and and nine rounds is a lot of rounds to fade not playing one of those matchups um and there are lists out there that i think you know feel differently than that you know uh i don't know so i'm I'm definitely thinking about thinking about like maybe i'm gonna play something different um uh, i'm actively planning on rebels at this point <laughs> crazy crazy which is I, if you had told me that like six six weeks ago i'd have laughed you at laughed you out of the room yeah what are you thinking about tim uh <laughs> the i mean truthfully with how much time i have there is a decent chance i bring my literally the identical list from last year and see if it runs again but again see that's one of the lists that i don't want to play with the yoda list which made, what, you know, what did you play last year situational shenanigans <laughs> was it like I mean, luke sa spam 
no, 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 it was Anakin, Padme, a bunch of clones of the SA. Yeah. It was dodging Critville, which <laughs> I gotta say, I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm way too close to it to like not be biased at this point. I don't know if it's healthy for the game. I don't know if it's balanced, but I hate it. <laughs> I hate the idea that you can dodge crits. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. It's a fun time. It's, it's fun for one player. It is fun for <laughs> one player. Um, I think instances of it in small amounts, like barrier being able to like deal one crit and like using like protector to do it like once is fine. I think the idea that you can just dodge like everything all the time is not fun. Uh, the, the anecdote that agrees with that, is I have is playing LVO, I think last year where Someone had Boba Fett, and they like lined up a shot. And went okay. How many how many dodges did that guy have access to? Five. That guy five. That guy five. Well, I guess I just move and hide again. Because <laughs> Boba Fett has five dice, and it was like it's one of those like as you're playing the list, like haha, yay, it works. But also, yeah. it's yeah, it's tough. <laughs> I mean, sometimes those lists like really fall apart. Like once you're out of dodge tokens and they are like still shooting you, you're like, hmm, this doesn't feel great, right? Yeah. I, I mean, and if you had watched the entire turn come out of that, like I always, when I'm facing lists that have peers, save the dodges for the peer shots. Yeah. Right? So I had been making save for that on things that I could have dodged because he was shooting critical like T, uh, 20, T21Vs. But still, it does feel bad when it's like, shot where yep literally can't do it yeah um I don't know. anyways i just uh yeah they're they're tough games to play yes sam i'm looking at you uh, <laughs> um anyhow i don't know how i got on that topic uh, you're yeah. you're you're playing it tim that's yeah. that, that was how we got there you're you're well, may, playing may, maybe i the Honestly, uh, time, like for painting aside, like Rebels, I think is not the worst play. Um, if I like, I would be definitely between Gar and Rebels would be the two factions that I would consider playing right now. Um, I guess in that vein, I know that uh, on the last episode of Scoundrels, they talked a bit about faction balance and how I think the only uh, factions that were represented at PAX's top eight were Rebels and Gar. Mike, correct me if I'm wrong about that. but I That think is correct. That, I think that's correct. It is. Um, do, we, do we feel like that is representative? I, the, the reason yeah. I ask to some degree is because I feel like the East Coast at this juncture is a little bit skewed in that it is kind of, for lack of a better term, like Republic HQ over here. Uh, so, yes, it is a little Republic HQ, 
But I think you could also make a pretty valid argument that the East Coast also has the strongest collection of consistent winners across the United States. That's fair. And correct or not, those players tend to lead the meta, um, whether or not that meta is actually the best or not. And the majority of us are playing, I mean, are playing Gar. Yeah. Because it gives us the best chance to win a one-off game. Um, it's very difficult to win and and the best chance to win not only a one-off game but a consistent stretch of games it is it's pretty easy to win one-off games with cis it's pretty difficult to win four games in a row with droids because you are going to run into at least one or two hard counters and then you have to outplay them it's very difficult to win four games in a row as Empire these days because you're going to run into at least one or two Gar lists and Gar, Pierce, and crit dodging just obliterates Empire. And I think that's why a lot of players have kind of shifted towards Gar because you have that option, you had that flexibility, that level of consistency to keep your floor higher than you know going two for 10 on saves because you have the dodges, you have the surges. And I think that's why you've seen the East Coast shift towards that. You know, we it's it's hard to go to an East Coast event and play casually. Um, you kind of have to sweat your dick off a little bit, <laughs> like for better or worse. <laughs> like if you if you want to go two and one, like you have to try. It, you can't bring a joke list and and do it because that's I mean that's where a lot of the good players reside. Not to say that the West Coast or Central is not strong. There's just a, a very high concentration on this this side of the country, from top to bottom. Um, yeah, I guess I, you know, I always try and, you know, like, for instance, when I was playing Kyle at PAX, I was like, hmm, these Rebels seem pretty good. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and obviously Rebels are, it seems kind of taking seat number two behind Republic. But if you asked me two months ago where I thought Rebels were in the meta, it was not second. It was not third. It was not fourth. And it certainly was not first. Um, it was dead last. I'm including Shadow Collective as like a fifth bucket, um, which I actually think are better than Rebels. I think Shadow Collective are Ghost Ghost Town number two here, but um, that's just me. I uh, I think uh, not enough people are trying Kentucky Dan's list from Nova or something similar you, to it. You just hate dodges. I don't hate dodges. I use dodges all the time. I play Padme <laughs> Amidala in every list ever. How could I hate dodges, Tim? I think the only... I, I do think that the comment of Rebels being dead last is definitely not wrong, per se, a couple months ago. Um, I, I think we were pretty clear for a while that Rebels had a very, very strong archetype. And that archetype was really good, but the rest of the faction was not necessarily balanced. Um, yep. It's very easy to make a tear bad rebel list. It's very difficult to make a very strong rebel list, but the ones that you do find are pretty competitive. And um, I, I do think players have explored a little bit more with rebels. I mean, we're seeing more variety with some of the like the Ewoks infused and bringing the FDs in and bringing some of their dodge spam back. You know, um, as Yoda and Anakin get more popular, Han gets more popular and that just kind of counterplays the meta to a, a decently strong degree. Um, 
But I think the better Gar gets, the better Rebels get because they have the pure stacking and they always have that Cassian K2 FD base to fall back on if, uh, you know, if the current anti-meta doesn't work. So we're still seeing that. Um, but, you know, the, the more Gar, the more Rebels you'll see. Yeah, it's interesting because I think I used to feel that the kind of answer solution to the re Republic lines were more in like Iden's wheelhouse than Cassian's overall. Like Cassian was like a good like one-off solution, um, but he wasn't like a list archetype that you brought in probably like more than six months ago. But now it just feels like the Cassian sniper, you know, you get Chewy in there sometimes and makes it really difficult to interact with. Yeah, I think the Iden list just gets tough because with the way that um kind of Padme has come back into the Republic meta, as soon as the Empire lists engage at range three, they just die. And the Rebel lists with the FDs and Cassian do not have to get to three. They can play at four, five, they can play at four, and by the time that they get to three, it's turn four, turn five, and like you can't kill enough of me in a turn and a half. Sometimes. Yeah. The the crit two on the vet gun as opposed to the crit one on the T twenty one all of a sudden is like yeah. a super big deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's actually crazy how big a deal it was. Um and just the amount of critical in those lists overall is is gnarly. I I remember it it again, it packs um the last turn of my game against Kyle, like it felt pretty sealed up. It was like I had four health on my Yoda left. And he was like, I'm pretty sure my only out is to shoot you with my Mark II and roll four crits. What does he do? Rolls four crits on his Mark II because he's got, is it critical two on those things? I think it's critical, critical two. two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like two surges and two natty crits. And I was just like, this is not how my, this is not how my day is going to end. But, but Yoda <laughs> saved out of it. You know, he only took a wound, which is like pretty average in that situation. Um, but to maybe turn that full circle, uh, if that happens to your worlds, you're going to be pissed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like, that's also not that far out of the question. Clones don't mind rolling one of one. They do mind rolling two of two. Yeah. That burns through your tokens real fast. Very fast. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. The meta, I think will be heavily impacted by the the world's format and we'll see how that kind of ends up panning out i guess but hopefully the powers that be maybe are listening and hear hear us hear us cringing in horror and uh <laughs> we'll do we'll do it differently next year i don't know um yeah yeah i, I mean with all that said i will still be there um, I'm still going to play. I'm going to adapt to the situations that we have. Um, it's not my favorite. I've played in a lot of Legion events that are not my favorite format in the past. I will not stop now. Um, but I, I do hope that they take community feedback into effect because um, I have not seen a lot of people say that this is their preferred format compared to ones you've had in the past. So hopefully it is received. Hopefully it's registered and we adapt for next year. Yeah. Yep. As long as long as we're moving forward, I'm okay with it. Speaking yeah. of moving forward and maybe turn into a more positive note, let's uh I guess <laughs> talk about um what a segue here. Yeah. What a what a transition. Right? The podcast host. <laughs> uh, 
I do what I can, guys. I do what I can. Uh, <laughs> let, let's let's talk about what your aspirations are for next year and maybe relation to how your year this this year went. Um, if one of you would like to start or to volunteer, you can. Otherwise, I can go first. You're the host. Okay. Um, so uh, this year for me, I uh, this year for me was frankly, as far as Legion goes, pretty awesome. I feel like I've had um, a pretty blessed Legion experience in my tenure in this game. And this year was kind of like, we really were able to like build a local scene to the point where like it was like really cool. I um I had never won a tournament that was like bigger than a local this until this year. And this year I won two. <laughs> uh one of them being Invader League, the other one being being uh crucible against Mr. Mike Cirillo here. Hence the finger. Sorry, buddy. Uh, <laughs> um so I really, uh, I feel like I kind of like turned a page in my play overall from like going to, like I've, I, like I've always sort of like felt like my play has been like pretty strong. Um, this year it felt more consistent, I guess. Um, and I think part of that was kind of committing to kind of like a play style and stuff. So I think for, for me going into next year, what I kind of want to do as far as Legion is concerned is, um, I really want to just stay consistent. I feel like I'm in a good place. I feel like I'm in like a pretty well-practiced place. I'm getting like multiple games in every week. I'm, you know, I just, I feel like, I feel like I'm a little bit in beast mode at the moment. So I really just like, I don't want to like, I would love to win worlds, but, and aspirationally, that is a thing that I would like, but that is also, that's more of like a, like a, you eventually somebody's gonna have to be luke i don't know who it's gonna be i hope it's me we'll see what happens um but i definitely i think knowing the world's format and stuff i'd, I'd like to make day two <laughs> 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 um and i think just going into 2024 i just would like to continue to be consistent and i think i think i've placed in the top eight at every major tournament i've went to this year um i think uh and i i think i would like to just kind of like hold to that you know i think i i took second at lvo i you know uh first at crucible top aided packs uh one invader league man all these things um and i i just i want to like keep keep on that rhythm is 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 my goal for next year so um who would like to go next uh, Tim, I can go if you want to take a minute to think, sure. or if you have your sure. ideas set. Sure. I mean, I have my uh, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. Go for it then. Okay. Um, it was a fun year. Love me a whole bunch of people. Uh, met people through this hobby from all over the world at Worlds last year. Got top eight, which was pretty cool. Uh, got stomped by a blizzard, so that was fun. As uh, did we all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, did well at LVO two and lost because I did this instead of that. Also against me. Also against Mike. Um, but no, it was a good year. Uh, my local scene finally has quite a bit of inertia behind it. Uh, I've had a very busy year not in gaming as well. So uh, there was many times where I'd not be at my local community for a month, but they kept it going strong. Eight to ten players every week, which was 
unthinkable to me. And when we started it up, I was hoping to get at least two tables running every two weeks. And now it's uh, four to six or four to five tables every week now. So hurrah. Um, and then in the year to come, the only confirmed tournament I'm going to right now is in the UK. I'll be at the UK Grand Expo because okay. uh, Mr. AGST invited me on a whim and then I am now going to stay at his house. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, first weekend of June. So I will be there. So if anyone is there and wants to buy a beverage for me, I will gladly accept it. There's actually a small chance I'm at that one as well. I will be in Europe at that time. So I'm oh, debating cool. making the trip over. When, sorry, when is this happening? Do I need to fly out there? In... The first week of June. <laughs> first week of June. That's far enough yeah. away that I could technically make I'll, that. I'll happen. be in the Netherlands that week. So I'm debating getting over to uh, <laughs> to England for that. Okay. But I suspect I, I need to renew my passport, but I think I can. <laughs> <laughs> I probably, yeah. You, you you all made that very clear. You'd have to renew the passport in like 1767 or whatever the year was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. They, you know, uh, sometimes rebellions are built on not paying taxes. <laughs> but yeah, Don't so tell the... Pennsylvania that. <laughs> <laughs> the year to come looks good. I uh, hope to see some old friends from afar and see some new friends from afar. Yeah. Over to the last mic. Go for it. I think I'd like to just kind of continue the momentum I built over the last couple of months. Um, I pretty publicly hated this game for a while. Yeah, um, you did. I did. <laughs> like, and I, I feel like over the last four months, I've kind of rediscovered a spark for playing um, through just a level of consistent playing, finding a list that's enjoyable to me, and kind of having the meta shift towards a play style I enjoy. Um, I've done pretty well at events since I've come really come back to playing so i'd like to to continue to to get the games in at the local store um continue to help build the community that we have there and just keep playing tournaments um pax is my worst playing uh worst placing and um that placing was arguably only because i dropped after day one after a, a wild night the night before and just kind of <laughs> wanted to go home that was uh which i, I don't know i think is justified but it's hard, I know, to, I... it's hard to say without being there <laughs> <laughs> I th I think I think it's uh, justified. I I I listened to I think a little bit of the episode that they didn't talk about it. That is yeah. the most yeah, unsafe it... I've felt in a very long time. Uh yeah, it was me and Kyle on the episode. Um, okay. Yeah, it was it was a night, and I was yeah. just wanted to go home. Um, yeah. yeah so I, other than packs, like I've done very well. Um, I've won two tournaments. I've got second since i've got second to crucible so like i've done pretty well um i feel like i've earned my invites um i only missed top eight at nova on the fourth tiebreaker against nick um so like i feel pretty good about that and I, i'd like to just kind of keep that going um not thrilled about the world's concept it's really my next tournament that i'm going to but you know i'm, I'm gonna game plan hard for it i'm gonna prep for it um i've got a couple localish slash golden sprue style tournaments lined up to you know to get like 15 tournament reps ahead of time um and that's 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 my big plan i just want to keep the the energy going um it's been a while since i've had fun and i'm having fun <laughs> and i'd like to keep that going keep the play style i'd like it to keep going for you too because i have more fun when you're around and having fun so yeah we, we get all like all the same events together it's cool to yeah. like stay together and shit um yeah. and stuff and stuff um but yeah, that's that's my big goal for next year is i'd like to I'd like to make day two. Um, 
I wasn't able to make day two last year. Um, I had a couple unfortunate events keep me from day two um, through a couple of dice lock and then really just poor decisions and terrible rule changes with payload, but say la vie. Um, like I mean, they still get, exist. I, I'd like to see payload get reverted. Nobody plays that anymore, but that's probably one of the reasons why. Um, but yeah, I'd like to make day two. I'd like to make a splash, uh, keep my credibility essentially, and just, you know, kind of keep going, have fun and hold out until we actually get a batch of new releases because I'm tired of playing with the same units. And I'd like to see like the clone commanders and or clone commandos and bad batch and inquisitors and things just shake things up, whether it's positive or negative, you know, I'd like to see some new stuff. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. Um, I mean, I think at this point we might get Inquisitors before Worlds. With the Geonosians getting moved up, I think it is not likely, but very, very possible that we see Inquisitors for Worlds. I dare say they might be Empire's only hope. I think they are Empire's only hope. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. I and I've played against them a bunch at this point. I don't. I'm not sure that. I think that they are busted units. I think that they're probably fine in this meta. I don't necessarily... I think they will be fine because players won't have time to figure out the busted aspects of them. Um, if we get Inquisitors, we're probably only talking about three weeks worth of actual tabletop time to to see what they can do. And I find it unlikely that we're going to find the a tier s tier list for inquisitors in that in that three week period it took us a while to find what works well for gar i mean 501st was out for a long ass time before we figured out like what worked well with the multiple arcs yoda padme were out for a long time before we figured out they were a good combination um i i do not think that we'll find the busted inquisitor lists in the three week period before worlds are you are you subtly hinting that it's my job to find it because because those are the two things that I did. What, what um, we... <laughs> if that helps your ego, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think as a, I think as a community, I I do not. I would be pleasantly unsurprised if we found the busted Inquisitor list in three weeks. I I agree. Um, I will say though that I know many people that are playing them right now, uh, um, myself included. I've yeah. I've tried about four or five different iterations and i think i've got a pretty good one but i don't think it's the list i think that's my issue when i say that i think they're sort of fine in the meta i haven't found a list where i'm like this is the shell that feels good around them yet you know what i mean like i, I i'm like the inquisitors feel good they feel powerful they definitely are good units i just have not found you know 550 points of stuff that i also feel good about putting around them and that's because empire is shit it, are <laughs> yeah. they though like, like, yes like, yes I, ah, man yes the thing is like uh yeah i don't know um, i should say that anything outside of dark troopers is terrible for them like there's not the things that empire does well are not things that mesh well with 250 to 300 points worth of units because the things that Empire does well are already 250 to 300 points in and of themselves. So, 
Look, I'm going to go back to basics here real quick. I think the like 12 activation, like bounty hunter-esque list that you and Luke brought to Worlds last year is still really good, but nobody's playing it. Yeah, don't talk about it because I'd like to keep that in my back pocket there. (laughs) (laughs) I just, you you watch your mouth there. (laughs) Okay, all right. Look, we we came up with a list of things that we couldn't talk about. That wasn't on there. <laughs> she's keeping it a secret from me too guys um <laughs> but but i mean like i don't know empire still the thing about empire is that empire doesn't change really like like dark troopers obviously were like a little different but overall empire lists the, like outside of the you know the blizzard and the dark troopers like the good empire lists are still the same good empire lists that we had like three years ago. The triple yeah. sniper, like double bounty. I don't know. The only thing that I will say with that is they are the same list, but they don't function the same because it's harder to take advantage of their activation count. No doubt. And now that snipers die differently, um, it really changes, I think, how you play those lists because you used to just be able to throw the snipers forward, get the high velocity shots to start with, and now you can't because like it's, they're just going to die. It's less attrition. You you you're going to lose the well. attrition battle more yeah. often. It's more um, you're looking at kind of like skill shoddy stuff. I think uh, I don't know if that's the right term, but gets it across. Yeah. Um. Anywho. Uh, I've, I'm starting to feel like we're rambling a little bit. Do you guys want to add anything to the topics that we've hit today? Tim? Uh, uh, I'm, my mind is starting to think about all the things I need to pack still, so. Oh, because you're getting <laughs> on a plane in like six hours. Yeah, um, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I, yeah, I am getting on a plane for two weeks in six hours, and I still have a suitcase to pack because i'm bringing so much stuff so you bring your miniatures no no i'm bringing a fiddle a laptop and all the things i need for uh an engineering conference man i hate flying with instruments it's miserable isn't it oh yeah (laughs) um i'm sorry you said fiddle (laughs) Yeah. Can we go back to that? I mean, we're sort of in the middle of it. Uh, and how have I never heard you play the fiddle? I feel like we've been at events together many Well, times. I haven't had a fiddle at Legion Things because it turns out the case of miniatures op- contain, or operates at the same level of things as the fiddle does. So it's kind of one or the other. But uh, no, I fiddle's my main instrument. And then I also play like eight-ish total instruments. Okay. So what you're saying is we're going to need to find a fiddle shop in Chicago and make well, that happen. I, or, or here's another draw for you to come to the UK. I will have my fiddle in the UK. Okay. Because I will have just come out of Ireland, which I have definitely taken my fiddle to. So Apparently yeah. we need to hang out more. We can be a two-man band. There you go. Uh, you can we'll... see some of my influences on the wall. And to the right is like, <laughs> my entire music store in my basement. fifth trooper fifth trooper goes on on tour uh see him at the uk games expo i don't know man if you guys censor me for this podcast i don't think you want my band oh fair enough (laughs) enough. 
I, I suspect I have a feeling what the type of music you make sounds like. <laughs> yeah, you probably are correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, hopefully that wasn't too much of a downer for everybody today. We definitely needed to talk about the world's format. It is important. I want to stress that like this is not about like making people feel bad about it or anything of that nature. I think it's just important that we talk about these things and get them in the open. Um, yeah, I, that was going to be my point just to add on at the end, like support your TOs, yeah. um, support John Griffin specifically. Cause I know he's the world's TO like it is, it's not their decisions. They're the ones running it. Like help them have a smooth event. Do not make them feel bad. If you don't like them, if you or sorry, if you don't like the, the format, oh, yeah. um, don't tell them like, it's not yeah. their fault. Like enjoy the format, play your games, have a good time submit your feedback to amg i know they have a website like you can contact them if you want to like do not take it out on the people running the events it is not their fault show up have a good time be polite do your best like i would say in addition to that um if you're gonna submit feedback and i'm going to be doing this as well uh i would not only submit it to amg but i think letting adepticon know how you feel about it as well is also useful they are i don't I don't know how many of those side events are like, there's like a weird branding for like Adepticon run side events this year. Um, I don't know if any or some are uh, Adepticon branded, but Adepticon definitely has sway over like what they allow at their event. Um, so, and, and I suspect many of them, the people that are organizing that probably don't really have a hand in Legion. They're just like event organizers. They probably just got like a docket of stuff that they needed to organize, right? Yep. Um, so giving them feedback that, hey, we don't like the way that we did it this year um, would be good. Um, and constructive feedback. Constructive yeah. feedback. Yes. And polite feedback. Like being an ass does not solve anything and only makes it worse. For sure. Um, I think you know all too often it's it's easy for us nerds to get a uh, get our angry nerd hats on i do to get our beards in a tizzle <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but you know at the end of the day we're playing with uh we're playing with little army men and um that are cool no doubt but uh we are playing with toys and it is fun and we need to make sure that we continue to find the fun in it um so we're so, so happy having fun what is this i mean all the fun <laughs> if you're not having fun go find a different game yeah i don't want you here <laughs> oh, I, it's what i it's what i kept saying once it was like top 32 of worlds last year i was like i kept saying to people we're having fun here we're having we're fun, here to have fun. We're having fun. <laughs> sweating this is buckets fun. On. <laughs> i'm having a good time I swear. <laughs> um, so at least we're, at least we're not forty k. Yeah, right. You could always be worse. <laughs> now, now, constructive feedback only. Jeff. I thought that was constructive. Okay, that was right. constructive. <laughs> With that, we are the notorious scoundrels. I'm Mike. I'm Timbo. I'm Mike as well. All right. Have a good. Stay fresh. Cheese bags and Merry Christmas. And Merry happy Christmas. New Year. Have a happy New Year. Stay safe. Don't come to Philly.